is just an introduction before we blow your mind. We step up in your function and put in overtime. I'm not a workaholic, but I'm always on my grind every day. Cause that's the only way I'm gonna shine. Anyway, I had to put this beat over this rhyme just to remind my people of a much simpler time when we play video games and ball sports with overall short, short fades on ball courts. For me, it was the 90s. For you, it may be different in your mind frame, but the time frame ain't specific. We was always just kidding back when we was just kids. We never had to question our lives. We just lived just cause. Why were we happy? We just was. Maybe the reason is cause all we needed was just love. And uh, some of us got that. What do you call that? Well, back then, we would call it all that. Hey, hey. Hey. And welcome to episode 39. Yes. Oh, we're almost a thrilling 40. <laughs> I wonder what... Oh, well, you know, I know what we're doing for 40, so... Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna... Oh, I didn't... I just thought about that. Our next topic is gonna be 40. Maybe, maybe move some stuff around? No? No, I like our topic for 40. Me too. Never mind, we're doing inside baseball here, folks. You don't need to hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip over 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, are, of course, are back with uh, the final Death Cakes installment of Pure Premium Pulp. And why is it the Death Cakes installment? It's because this movie came out in, in the 90s, so it counts as Death Cakes material. Yeah, 1991. Yeah, the movie that we are going to do for the final, final movie uh, that, that we're going to do on I'm Minnie the Fool came out in 2010. So, uh, doesn't fit the mandate here. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't figured, if you didn't go back in our Instagram and figure it out, um, if you just downloaded this and didn't look at the title and <laughs> see the picture... We are talking about Walt Disney's 1991 feature, The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, a.k.a. another statistic. Listen, I saw this movie in theaters. Did you? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I remember... This, okay, it came out the summer after... After Batman. fourth. Well, yeah, but summer after my fourth grade year had wrapped up. Okay, so um, I remember, I guess, the last couple of weeks of school, I remember people saying, oh, are you going to see the Rocketeer? You always see the Rocketeer? I'm like, what's that? Or, you know, people who didn't know about it, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, that sounds cool. By, you know, first day of school, fifth grade, no one was talking about it. <laughs> um, and so why do I say it's a, a statistic? I mean... Every pulp movie that we've done, even Dick Tracy from uh, last year, when we were doing just the, the adaptations or whatever, it had a huge marketing blitz. Uh, I want to say it was McDonald's. They had like the collector's cups. They had a toy line. They had Bondi had a video game, which uh, I never played, but um, I just remember seeing it at Blockbuster all the time, and someone always had it, so I never actually got to. I, I wanted to play it, and I never got a chance to. Um, but the movie property itself is another one that languished in development hell for, (laughs) well, first of all, give, give, give give them, give them the background of what the Rockets here is and where it comes from. Um, 
Yeah, now I mentioned at the end of Darkwing Duck, if you listen to that, um, and God help you, um, <laughs> uh, if you listen to that, this movie... If you listen to that, hopefully you went down your cereal aisle and paid $5 and got yourself some crackling milk brand. Yeah, in fact, that will be the official cereal of this podcast. You go sit down, <laughs> so next time you listen, you get yourself a big bowl of crackling oat bran and and uh, sit down and enjoy you know what i'm good with that <laughs> i yeah yeah I, but, i'll get behind that you know, and, and that's healthier than the, those peanut butter bars that we uh gave the recipe <laughs> for um but anyway th- this is a bit of a cheat because while everything in pure premium pulp has been a movie based on a property from the uh, 20s, 30s, 40s. The Rocketeer actually originated in 1982. And it was created uh, by uh, Dave Stevens, who is a writer slash illustrator. Uh, he created it as an homage to the Saturday matinee serial he- heroes of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yes. So it, he, he was designed to be after you know, your Flash Gordons, your Buck Rogers, um, you know, those type of heroes. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what you said there. But, um, the thing about it is, so, they, <laughs> this came out in 82, they actually wanted to make a movie of this thing in 83. Like, they had the thing ready to go in like 83 or 84, and it never happened until 91. So, mm-hmm. Yet another thing, you know, the same, same thing that happened with all the other movies where they wanted to get it done and it just sat there getting passed from director to director and from studio to studio. And then people, uh, you know, the, the, you know, waxing and waning interest in it. And then you get like, so one people's like, Oh, I don't even know what this is. Just kind of sat there. And I mean, so yeah, so, uh, by the time 91 came around, they didn't know how the hell to promote it, and uh, to, again, this is it. The old they, they don't promote. None of these movies got promoted very well. Mm-mm. You know whether it was their own fault or something that happened. You know, kind of like you know, like with Flash Gordon. You know, or just the fact that they didn't really know who this movie, who the movies were for. Right. Yeah, and what and- I also think is cool. Oh, sorry about that. Um, but what I also thought was uh, interesting is that again, we didn't plan. Well, we planned it, but we didn't necessarily plan these connections. Um, Rocketeer crossed over with Shadow in some of the comics. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a crossover with the Shadow. There was also almost always um, either cameos or allusions to like Doc Savage and um, um, what's his name, Buck Rogers, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, um, Rocketeer, um, it is a, a, well, just to get a little bit more background before we get into the movie. The Rocketeer is a, um, he's a pilot of a racing pilot because back in, in the day, in the 30s, that was the big thing was, was, uh, was barnstorming and biplane racing, mm-hmm. and so 
this pilot Cliff Secord um, that's what he did and one day um, this this uh, package is hidden in his in his hangar by these two mobsters who were running from the co- cops and he finds it he opens it up and it's this rocket um, you know in, in a turn of events he, he straps the rocket onto his back he fashions a helmet and he becomes the rocketeer and you know goes around uh, you know, sa- saving people fighting Nazis and fighting whoever right um, so I mean that's pretty much what this movie is it- yes 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 and one other thing is that uh, for everybody Jay yourself included because you're the one who put me on to this show um, anybody who watched MS3 t- MST3K Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, if you remember some of the earlier episodes where I mean, they, they always watched the movie, but then they, they they used to watch a serial before the movie. Yeah, when, when the actual feature wasn't, you know, 90 minutes long, they, they always had a, a short at the beginning. Right, and there was a stretch of episodes where they, they watched these serials, uh, someone named like Commando Cody and the Sky Troopers or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah, there's this guy with a rocket pack and this fucked up helmet on his head. And I said... That's so Rocketeer right there, you know what I'm saying? And and this is before I knew the Rocketeer came out in the eighties. I thought the Rocketeer was old too. And I was like, wonder what it was with like those you know, those old uh novelists and and, and, and you know, serials like that where they had people in rocket packs and these fucked up helmets and I didn't realize that that's what that was supposed you know, the Rocketeer being from the eighties, that's what it was in Illusion too. It was drawing from that. Yeah, and actually the 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 rocket that the Rocketeer wears is stylistically well actually visually it is exactly the rocket from Commander Cody it looks exactly like that rocket yeah and so that makes all the sense in the world now you know now knowing you know when the Rocketeer got made and like oh okay I get it now I just thought that everybody had the same idea and it's like to put a rocket to put a jetpack on why does everybody have this stupid ass helmet like you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it's it's crazy yeah but um you know just to jump into the movie like you already said they wanted to make a movie in 1983 um but the disney bought it up right away it looks like um but they just couldn't get it off the ground couldn't get it off the ground um till till 1990 when they started to film film was released June 21st of 1981 um, most people like it and if you go and you know there's a lot of nostalgia for the Rocketeer if you like check, check the reviews and stuff it's pretty much down the road you know for a standard 80's action movie you know no one really hates it but no one is like super crazy for it but you know it, yeah. it's middle of the road well, yeah, and that's exactly what I meant. You know, by the time, you know, by the time summer was over, no one was talking about this anymore. It was done. Yeah, because it didn't make money. That was the issue. Even though everyone pretty much liked it, said it was an okay movie, it didn't make any money. Um, that's why th- there were sequels planned, but they, they never made them. Um, as of 2012, they have been trying to do a remake, but 
there has been no progress since it was announced that they, they were thinking about trying to do a remake. Yeah, again, adding to the statistics, you know, which is yeah. a running theme with all these movies, you know, these, you know, it's just really weird how that's a, that's really the end story with all the movies that we pick for this. Yeah. Like the theme, like you said last time, you know, just the 90s, they just couldn't get it right. Hmm. And, I mean, I really don't know if we need to go through this beat by beat like we normally do, just because it's so middle of the road. There wasn't anything that really stood out to me that, that we have to, you know, point out and make fun of. Well, the but, thing about it, I have to say, is like when it starts out, though, when you're talking about him being, you know, he's the racing pilot, they kind of establish that, you know, he's practicing, you know, saying he's going to get to the Nationals. And uh, he, okay, so it's Cliff Secord played by who knows, I don't know who that is. Um, uh, it's Billy Campbell. Who is that? He, at the time, was a relatively unknown um He's had some stuff here in the 2000s and and uh, well, I'm looking at his IMDb. Yeah, a lot of stuff is early or sort of late 90s, early 2000s on to now. Um, latest thing he was in, he was on a show called Helix on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Oh, but he he was on The Killing, on the first season of The Killing. He he was the uh, main suspect for the first few episodes. Huh, okay. I watched but, the first season of The Killing, yeah, he, I don't he, remember. He was, the, he was the, um, the, the politician that everyone thought did it. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Okay, now, okay, now I can see that now, alright, I'm like... Yeah, but back then he, he was... A relative unknown. Um, I don't. I mean, the Rocketeer was his first. Was his first uh, lead role in a movie. Um, just looking at some of the trivia here, he he almost got the part of William Riker from Star Trek: Next Generation. He lost that role to Jonathan Franks, of course. Um. Yeah, but he's you know he's done bit parts sort of everywhere ever since. Got you. Yeah. Um, well, he's got his uh. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you technically wouldn't call him a sidekick, but he's kind of the sidekick character. Um, is a uh. uh Alan it? Arkin. Yeah. Uh, PV. Yeah. PV is his name. And at the beginning, it was like he's talking about, you know, he's giving him all the warnings about, hey, you know, this thing stalls at, you know, 100, 100 feet, you know, you gotta be careful, you know, this, you know, blah. He's like, hey, I've flown millions of planes, or I've flown, uh, thousands of planes before, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. He's like, oh, not like this one, this thing's a piece of shit, you know, <laughs> so he's in there, I'm like, Wait. I'm like, well, then what are you setting him up in it for? And I'm trying to, what are you entering this, this, this race for? With that, then, if you know if you know how bad it is, because he says this thing's going to take us to the Nationals. So I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. Which one is it? Is it the yeah, piece of crap, or true. is it going to take you to the Nationals? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's 
um, he, he's getting ready to, to take this piece of shit up in the air. He gets it in the air, and as he's flying around, um, these two gangsters are are trying to outrun the cops. And, you know, it's those old... Um, they're not Model A's, but it's those old, you know, Fords that got the jump seat in the back. Yeah. That's sort of outside the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one mobster there who's firing this Tommy... Oh, the Tommy guns. Man. Yeah, I, I take that back about not talking about this sort of beat by beat. Because, <laughs> man, I mean, everybody has a Tommy gun in this movie, and they are not afraid to use it. They better than said. <laughs> Shit, you thought cops were, were bad now. You better be glad you weren't around in the 30s because they pull out a Tommy gun and just shoot up your whole fucking house. What were <laughs> we talking about? <laughs> what movie were... <laughs> what movie or show were we talking about where... Was it... Was it Dick Tracy? Where... Yeah, yeah, it was. Because I was confused. I was like... Because he, he had a Tommy gun. He's just whipping it out and firing on him. I'm like... And, 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 or, or like when the police were raiding people, they bust in and they just start gunning everybody down with Tommy guns. I was like, were the, were Tommy guns standard issue back in the 30s? I, for the I police? I don't even know. I don't, I don't think for police. Oh, they, I don't know. You had me fooled watching shit like this. Yeah, I, I mean, it seemed, it, at least in these period pieces, yeah. well, also, at, at least in the period pieces before, um, like Boardwalk Empire, where, where they try to be historically accurate, which I, I've never seen Boardwalk Empire, but I have to assume that they didn't all have Tommy guns running. Well, around. they. <laughs> Sorry to get off track here, but there was, um, you know, the, the, the stretch of episodes where they had reached out to the IRA to import Thompsons into the U.S. So yes, there were Tommy guns eventually. Yeah, but it wasn't like. Like, no, they didn't uh, just in in Dick Tracy or in this where everyone and their mother has a Tommy gun under the seat. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, anyway, the these uh, mobsters are are driving along and they're shooting this Tommy gun. Um, they actually almost get away from the cops because they they're drive they go off the the dirt road into the woods and. The idiot cop drives in between two trees that he can't get through. Um, so they, the mobsters come out of the woods, drive onto the airfield, and, you know, the cops aren't caught up to them yet. The mobster gets out of the car and sees that the mobster that was in the jump seat is dead. So he drives his car into the hangar, takes the package, Hides it in one of the older, just junker planes. Yeah, and then grabs, grabs another piece of machinery and wrap, wraps it back up, puts it back in the car, and takes off again. So here come the cops. So the cops are shooting Tommy guns. He's shooting a pistol while he's driving. Uh, bullets go everywhere. Bullets hit the airplane because those. Those smaller, you know, biplanes—they didn't fly that high when they, they were doing these air races. You know, a bunch of stray bullets hit this plane; it starts to crash. The mobster's trying to avoid the plane. He drives straight into the fuel truck and explodes. <laughs> um, and he, um, um, Secord—I forget his first name already. Cliff. 
Cliff, yeah, yeah. Cliff lands and they, they get him out and they, you know, they put, put out, out the fire before the plane explodes and all that kind of stuff. Um, FBI comes and grabs the mobster and, um, and they say, where, where's the thing? You're not gonna find the package, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, they, they, um, they, the FBI goes into the, the hangar and they tear the place up. They look through the car. They find the package. And then they, um, leave. And, bef- well, ju- just before they, they leave, Cliff is like, well, hey, you, you shot up my plane and you tore up our, our hangar. You know, you owe us money. And, and the guy's like, well, no, it's, it's, uh, the government, blah, 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 sent, sent your complaint here. You know, ba- basically giving them the brush off. Right. Saying, you know, fuck off. And the, um, the owner of the airfield is like, well, you now owe me money for the fuel truck and, um, you know, the materials for putting out the fire and all this other stuff. And Cliff is like, well, I don't have the money because my plane is wrecked. You can't blame, <laughs> you can't blame me for, for crashing my, my plane and blowing up the, the fuel truck. He was like, yes, I can and I will. So if you want to get out from under this debt, you have to start doing the clown routine, whatever that, that is or was. You had to dress up like a, a clown and I guess fly a plane all goofy. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's not really explained exactly what it is, but I don't know. I don't know how they're supposed to pay off his debt either. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that in. doesn't draw a lot of money, does it? I don't know. Uh, seems like something know. like your people come from the race and that clown thing is just kind of there to pass the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, cut to these FBI guys walking into this office with this uh, package and they put it on the desk of, of Howard Hughes, who... You know, Howard, Howard Hughes's big name, uh, uh, aviator and engineer. Well, he's also John Locke. Well, yeah, the, I was getting to that, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, he, he is, I saw you know, him, I was an like, wait a minute. Person. I couldn't put the, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't put my finger on who it was the first time I watched him. Like, the second time, I'm like, oh shit, it's him. Yeah, well, before before Lost came out, John Locke always had, had at least a mustache in every everything he was in. Um, he was in the first X Files movie. He he was in the intro part. He was in Old School. He was in something else, but he always had a mustache until. Until lost, and now he, he didn't—he didn't grow the mustache. He yeah. had hair too, but you know, old, old age, your hair yeah. goes away, so he just shaves his head. But yeah, yeah. So John Locke is playing the crazy ass av- aviator Howard Hughes, but here I guess is pre pre uh, pissing in jars Howard Hughes. <laughs> he still got it together, you know, <laughs> and. And he's looking at this burnt up pile of shit and he's like, oh, oh this shit. is great. This is not my rocket. This is a vacuum cleaner. So, 
um, cut to then the one monster that survived is in the hospital and he's all bandaged up and then this Dick Tracy villain comes out comes through the window dude dude again I, I saw this <laughs> when I was a kid he freaked me he still does but that guy freaked me the fuck out his name is Lothar yeah whatever his name is he comes in in the dark and just lights a match like and I'm thinking he's doing it just you know in the dark just cause you know for the light you know just to kind of be you know just to kind of be uh you know a hard ass about it but he really puts the thing like up to his face like he's gonna burn him yeah I, I don't know if he was trying to get some sort of like I guess it wouldn't be PTSD but you know some sort, sort of fear because he, he got burned and now here's this fire or what because the guy really doesn't wake up or react to it at first right he, he kind of wakes up and looks at it and then Lothar blows it out and Lothar's this big seven foot dude and he's got he looks like a Dick Tracy villain because he's got this makeup on that makes makes his lips all big and huge jawline and jowls yeah he looks like a human cartoon yeah and, and here's the question why because nobody else I, in the movie is like that I don't know why they decided to do that but like for the did. one I understand this is a comic adaptation but that's the one thing comic book about this whole thing other than the rocket pack itself yeah but um he's like where's the rocket and uh, the mobster's like I only talk to my boss and he's like uh, no you're gonna talk to me or you're gonna die so he says I you know I stole the ro- rocket in, in the hangar inside a plane so then Lothar like cradles him like he's gonna like carry him out of there he folds him in half <laughs> he folds the dude in half and then escapes and how a seven foot guy is that quiet and just gets out the window I don't know no that guy is not doing that huh he's like some sort of super killer I don't know and then who outside isn't seeing that (laughs) yeah yeah who who isn't seeing a seven foot monster (laughs) hiding on on the ledge of, of a building you know um, but then of course Cliff finds the rocket and at first he doesn't know what it is him and PV I think, think it's a radio at first or something and then they, they just kind of stare at it and then they they uh, they see that it's got you know or no Cliff accidentally hits the button and yeah. it shoots off their work table around the room and smashes into a wall, they turn it off and they're like, oh, this is some sort of rocket and it, it runs on on alcohol. Huh. Well, what do you use it for? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a bomb. He's like, no, it can't be a bomb. And they look and they say, oh, well, you know, it's got these straps. So Cliff straps himself in and he's like, this is 
Well, he doesn't say, say it, but he just has this look like, yeah, you know, this is awesome. But then they decide, you know, to test it first. So they cut down a statue of Charles Lindbergh and they strap it. They strap the rocket <laughs> you know, to the statue. They cut down the statue. <laughs> they just, they they just, just no one, un, just no one realizes a, a statue is missing about yeah. town. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's a statue of Charles Lindbergh standing. I don't know how they strapped the the rocket to him because it wasn't like his arms. The arms were molded in such a way you couldn't fit the straps around anywhere. Right. You know, I'm not sure how that works, but um, they 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 strapped the rocket to him. They figure out some sort of remote trigger so that they, they could be standing far away. They they drive a stake into the ground and attach a chain to the leg of the statue. They get back, they hit the button, statue takes off and it starts flying in a circle because it's tied to a chain. And then Cliff notices that the stake is starting to move and He's like, oh, PV, we gotta go. You, you know, we gotta, we gotta grab a steak. And PV's like, no, don't get too close, because we can't turn it off. Well, it's like spinning around like a fan, almost. He's like, he's like, oh, we gotta turn it off. He's like, don't get back here, you damn fool. The thing's gonna cut you in half. And so he, so he goes back in, and then that's at that point, that's when the uh, the steak gets loose, just as <laughs> just as Cliff feared. And that rocket goes goes flying straight up, straight up into the air. It's gone. Movie's over. Good night, folks. <laughs> Good night, folks. You can fi- find us at because <laughs> that's how it should have ended. <laughs> it should have, but it didn't. <laughs> it should have ended with the rocket just gone because it literally went up at an angle, and you see it. You watch it. You watch it. You watch it. You see it. It's just like a speck in the sky next to a star, and it's gone. And then they're just standing there looking at the sky, dumbfounded, and they're like, "Oh, it's halfway to Fresno by now, or whatever." And and well, the camera, yeah, the yeah, camera because pans. he said, "I knew I should." Cliff said, "I knew I should have tried it on myself," and he's like, "Maybe <laughs> he just looks out like he's like the dumbest guy in the world." He's like. <laughs> He's like, you strap it on. You saw what just happened to that statue, right? Like, you'd be halfway to Fresno by now, Chowderhead. Yeah, and and as they're standing there, the camera pans around. So, you know, it's it's face-to-face with them. We're watching them stare behind us, perspective-wise. Then all of a sudden, you see this red dot start getting bigger and bigger behind them. How did the statue turn and do a complete circle. There's nothing to guide it. If anything, it would, it would have kept going the same direction it was going. Also, <laughs> also, how did it dive bomb to like where they were at? Yeah, like, it knew exactly down. where it was at. It 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 made a circle, came in behind them. They ducked just in time, and it smashed into the ground. They turned it off, and. <laughs> This is one thing I don't understand. The statue's not hot. 
the statue's not hot. The statue's not melted. Well, they 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 did explain that, which I'll get to. Some, I, I'll I'll bring that up a little while later. Um, no, they they explained why the rocket itself wasn't hot. They didn't say anything about the the dude's legs and and ass. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Alright, cause it, especially if you right, wear pants, you it's caught on fire. I don't care who. <laughs> you know, I never even thought about that. I never took that into account. Yeah. Yeah. You, can't wear you know, that. and then when you get, if they only blast off, how come the ground doesn't catch on fire and everything around him? Yeah. It, it Holy makes no sense because he's not, well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, but, but what I was getting at and yeah, um, you know, what was that the fact that, you know, the, the rocket, it doesn't heat up the outside. It you know it it doesn't it doesn't heat up. It's double walled, so all the heating stays inside the outside of the housing stays cool, which is also you know defies physics. That's not possible. But right. but but hey, they right. tried. Yeah, they tried something. I don't know, but um. You know, so they decide, oh, well, we have to give this back to to the government or whoever because this is probably, you know, some military equipment. And he's like, and Cliff says, well, we can use it to earn the money re- real quick that we owe and get the plane rebuilt. And PV says, fine, whatever. So they keep, they don't use it. They just keep it and they study it. Um. And while this is going on, Cliff has a girlfriend. Played wait, by wait, 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 wait. Before that, also I forgot, you know, about this uh, about this statue. He said, uh, PV says something about needing to make some modifications. And they see the statue because of crashing to the ground and his head is broken. Like oh, half yes, head's he's caved like, in. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, we're going to need a helmet. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you go smashing in the ground like that, a helmet ain't going to save you. So just don't smash to the ground. How about that? Hell no. No, but yeah. So continue. Yeah. So. Sorry. So, um, while this is going on, Cliff has a girlfriend, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence was a toddler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jennifer Connelly. Yes. of, Of. uh Requiem for a Dream when she in there? Yeah, oh, she's in a lot. Yep. Uh, yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Dark City. Yeah. Dark City it, is an awesome movie. Yeah, aging very well, I might say too. I saw her recently, so I'm like, man, she's still very good looking woman. Um, yeah, but she's an aspiring actress. Yes, in and and she's also she's a stand-in for Betty Page. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And I say that because, well, in the comic, it actually is. Her name is Betty, um, which is just, you know, a straight homage to Betty Page. Um, in this, they changed her name to Jenny Blake. And they did that only because I saw I, I, cause, cause I saw it. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And it's because, I, well, oh, you know, I'll, I'll circle back around the whole Betty Page thing in a second. But I was like, wait a minute, what? Why is she? J- huh? I didn't think I heard that right. They said Jenny, like rewound it, like wait, what? And but it's because Disney felt that they wanted to remove all the allusions to you know because I mean, Betty Page, uh, you know the famous uh, you know pornographic model from you know from from back then, pinup girl, you know 
really push the boundaries of a lot of that kind of stuff, even bondage pictures and all that stuff. So they want to remove all the illusions to that, you know, to make this thing family friendly. But I'm like, what kid knew who Betty Page was? Who was going to make that, you know? Who, who, right, because <laughs> she wasn't in any kind of. No, like no kid would have gotten that. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't in any kind of outfit. So they could have just left the name in there. Um, but, uh, and, and, and the thing is, I knew, and I've never seen the Rocketeer comic, but, um, I knew just from, you know, pictures and, you know, uh, uh, p- you know, people who do, like, uh, commission art and stuff like that, who draw that stuff, and they, I've, I've seen that. And I also, uh, you know, again, I've, I've seen, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, uh, Betty Page. My, my, my wife, too, you know, she's actually really, uh, just like, you know, like, uh, pinup girls and all that kind of vintage, uh, art and stuff like that. Um, but I actually learned about Betty Page through, um, com- from comic book stores. Because I remember, I remember a place in Chicago, I can't remember what it was, a long time ago. Um, and they had a bunch of like, you know, shot glasses and keychains, like a little memorabilia and stuff. And then other comic book stores I've seen too, we had kind of the same thing. I'm like, you know, who the hell is Betty Page? And I actually looked it up and read and I'm like, oh, okay, so that's who that is. And there's been documentaries, there's been movies, mm-hmm. uh, about her and drama, you know, whatever. And that's how I got learned who that was, you know, you know, the person and, you know, whatnot, the model. So, but, uh, anytime you see, like, in, in models do this all the time, it was alt models especially, they all, you know, when they do the, the dark hair and the bangs, you know, it's all like that. They're always, it's, it's all an allusion to, uh, or, or an homage, I guess, to, uh, to Betty Page, you know. And I've seen, you know, Rocketeer drawings and Rocketeer covers where they're in there together. I'm like, oh, okay, totally. I get that. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, shouts out also to, uh, Ivy Doom Kitty, um, cosplay, uh, person. You know, if you go to any of your Comic Cons or anything like that. You might have seen her in some of those because she does actually she does a um, she does a cosplay where she blends them both where she's like dressed like pinup style. But then she's got the leather jacket and the helmet on. So she's got she's both Betty. She's Betty as Rocketeer, basically. Yeah, which yeah, is I, badass. I, I've seen that. Um, that particular costume on a lot of cosplay women. Yeah. Um but Ivy Doom Kitty fills it out <laughs> nicely. <laughs> Pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah. So so back to Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, she's Je- she's Jenny Blake. They removed all of the references to Betty Page out of it, and so yeah. And she's you know well, neither one of them seem right for each other, to be honest, because all she talks about is is acting and getting a part and and she's always upset because because Cliff isn't interested in her in her acting but then on the flip side Cliff is always upset with her because she ne- never comes to any of his races or or uh, demonstrations or anything because she's always you know auditioning for stuff so I really don't see how they are compatible yeah and also the on-screen chemistry didn't it's didn't it seem like off. there was any at all yeah it was all you know they did not seem like a couple Mm-mm. but uh anyway she is uh an actress and she is you know cliff he you know he, he's a real working class kind of guy he eats at the same diner 
that's shaped like a, a bulldog all the time with, with the same people that work at the at the airfield, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of his thing. But she hates it there. She hates the people there. She always wants to go to the big hoity-toity, you know, um, those old supper clubs from the 30s with the big band playing. Oh, know. oh, can we talk about this supper club? Because uh, I was just talking about the uh, in the shadow where... <laughs> where where you go there and it's you know all the patrons are white but the band up there is black you know the black the, the black people aren't allowed in but they you know they damn sure are going to be the entertainment this time around now this place is completely gentrified you know yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a it's, white it's, it's the, the, the band is white it's white on white on white <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little different are there any black people in this movie uh i you know i don't recall not even an extra, I don't think. You you would think. I think that I, there, there would at least be. I think there was a, one guy who was on the flight crew fetching something for somebody. I mean, I don't. I would have really? to look. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch again. Yeah, no, but <laughs> but um, anyway, she um, her her big want is to work with this uh, big actor at the time. Um, what the fuck is his name? Neville Sinclair. Yeah, Neville Sinclair. Which is, uh, if you've watched any of these thirty period pieces, he's modeled after you know that that pretty boy kind of. Um, well, that they, they mentioned him in the movie. He's kind of that Cary Grantish, uh, Earl Flynn, roguish good look kind of guy, you know? Yeah, that's another thing, too, back to uh, Jenny and Cliff, because she wanted to go see the Neville Sinclair movie or something like that, and he's like, oh, come on, you know Cary Grant is better. Yeah. And so they're arguing about what even movie they're going to see. Yeah. So, you know, they... Um, oh, 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 by the way, Neville Sinclair, welcome back Timothy Dalton to Pure Premium Pulp. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Timothy Dalton plays <laughs> Neville Sinclair. Uh, Timothy Dalton was seen in our first movie he was in Buck Rogers as uh, Prince Baron or Flash (laughs) I always do that I'm so sorry (laughs) he was in Flash Gordon as uh, Prince Baron yep so man that bond money really must have just dried up he was just jumping in all kinds of shit yeah wasn't he only a TV bond wasn't TV I don't know I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it, it, as evidence again, back in that Flash Gordon episode, I know nothing about Bond because I had the chronology all screwed up and everything. So, yeah, me either. Um, but anyway, um, Neville Sinclair is uh, you. You can't you find out that he's actually working with the mobsters too, because uh, they they show this supper club and Neville Sinclair is sitting there. And in walks the mob boss, played, uh, a, well, not again. He's played by Paul Sorvino, but last time the Death Case crew saw Paul Sorvino in a movie was in Dick Tracy, where he uh-huh. was playing Lips Mahoney. <laughs> and as soon as I saw him in this this supper club, I I wanted to see him with them oysters, like he did eating them. <laughs> Sucking them disgusting oysters with them big ass oh, prosthetic God. lips. 
And then, of course, my favorite line from <laughs> from Dick Tracy: "Not the bath, not the bath, <laughs> big boy." We get that cement shower. I wonder why. Hey, I, I wonder why we never got a scene like that with Lothar. I guess I don't know. I guess just folding him in half was enough. Yeah, that was his thing. So, <laughs> so um, he you, folded you, the guy in half. Yeah, well, that's what the police said. He's like, the, the police walked in on that mobster. He's like, wow, somebody folded him in half. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, holy shit. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, um, so you find out that Lothar is working, or not Lothar, that Neville Sinclair is working with these mobsters, and they want the rocket too. And you really think it's just... Well, you don't know why Neville wants it at first. You think maybe it's a money thing or whatever. He doesn't really say why he wants it in the beginning. Um, you really don't even know why how he knows about it, other than yeah, he's in league with these mobsters. But it seems like that wouldn't be something they talk too much about. You know, yeah, we wouldn't go telling Hollywood elite about it. Yeah, and. You know, while this meeting is going on, Jenny and, and Cliff are having this argument about about uh, her career and his career and all that kind of jazz. So they kind of have this argument, and, and Cliff thinks that they've broken up, and and he's feeling bad. He wants to sort of make it up, so he goes to the set where Jenny is working with Neville Sinclair, and he actually accidentally knocks down one of the fake walls almost hits Neville in the head with it um, and you know Neville is fine he comes out from behind the wall he, he's like uh, find out who did this and, and she's fired so of course you know Jenny gets fired but as Cliff is sort of wiping the, the dirt off of himself and he's sitting down in his chair, he overhears Jenny and Cliff talking. And he hears Cliff say, oh, you know, I found this thing. It's a rocket that you, that you wear on your back. And Jenny's like, you know, that's nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now she straight says it's like the dumbest thing she's ever heard. Like, who would do that? <laughs> like, yeah. As she should, because, I mean, who... <laughs> I mean, in the 1930s, who the hell? I mean, why, why would why would you believe it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe in that. I mean, you know, you can't believe it the, now. Yeah, but 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 isn't that crazy in and of itself? I mean, we got space stations and shit now. You know, we have uh, we have the iPhone. <laughs> we haven't figured <laughs> we haven't figured out the jetpack though. No, except for those ones that they use on lakes that shoots water up really high. That's the. the no, that doesn't it's, count. It, it's a jetpack. It's well, technically it is a jetpack, but but you're tethered to the river or the lake wherever you're using it. Yeah, I mean you can't. Uh, yeah, so. But you know, anyway, so now Neville is trying to peek through the wall to see to see who has this rocket, but his back is turned to the guy. Um. Through, through asking people that work there, he finds out that it's Jenny's boyfriend that has the rocket. Doesn't know what he looks like, doesn't really know his name, but then he tells the, or, um, 
he had told the director to fire Jenny, which the director does. But then he goes and finds Jenny again and says, hey, I heard you got fired, but, you know, I'm the star. I'm going to fix it. Why don't you come to dinner with me and I'll, I'll make it up to you. This has all just been a big mistake. So he's going to take her to dinner. And on that note, let's take a quick commercial break. Yeah, which we haven't done. We haven't done for any of our movie episodes, really starting back with Fantastic Month. But, uh, uh, yeah, what the hell? Let's do it. After these messages, we'll be right back. The delicious crunch of crackling oat bran has gotten you in trouble again. How do you defend yourself? Should we eat all the crackling oat bran? I don't have to answer that. Did you eat all the crackling oat bran? Well, you're the one holding the box. Did you eat all the crackling oat bran? What crackling oat bran? With the irresistibly sweet taste of Kellogg's crackling oat bran, an open box is an empty box. Blast off with the Rocketeer against Neville Sinclair, the enemy agent, and his henchmen. This game for your Nintendo Entertainment System provides the kind of action the Rocketeer lives for. Blasting Sinclair thugs, snipers, booby traps, enemy flyers, and heavy artillery. The battle will lead to many places, from the Bulldog Cafe to a Zeppelin high in the Hollywood skies. So don't wait, propel yourself into a high adventure. The video game from Bandai. It's a fully loaded citrus soda with carbos. This goes out to all the non-believers in thirst. When we had a thirst to dance, we did it all night. When we had a thirst to rhyme, we broke out the mics. When we had a thirst to dress, we went and got fresh. Image is nothing but thirst. Thirst is everything. We now return to The Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby. And we're back. Yes. And we left off. They um, are at dinner. Somehow. Oh, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> at dinner, um, the waiter comes by. He talks to Neville Sinclair. Or I think a friend of Neville Sinclair. He's like some... Cigar chomping backwards. Oh, it's W.C. Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. W- it's W.C. Fields. He's like, oh, you sly devil. You look what you done got yourself a tomato right there. Whoa. They like put his heart in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, God. He, cause he says, oh, it's a, a, a pleasure to meet you, my dear. And then he looks down and is staring at her tits. And he, he goes, a double pleasure. Yeah, and they put the camera right there. I said, you know what? Even Disney couldn't avoid it, man. Like, you know, no. these pulp movies are not these, these pulp movies don't exist without just without just rapid uh, sexism and objectification. Yeah, they, even Disney couldn't get around it. They had to do that, and so so and that's what I'm saying. So you guys changed Betty's name for that, but then you throw that in there. 
and then even put the camera right there in her tits. Yeah, and the camera lingered there it's for longer there. than it should have. <laughs> oh shit! But um, anyway, they um, <laughs> WC Fields. Oh, before that happened, the, um, Cliff is at his race. That he can't be in because oh shit yeah or how do we leave that out holy yeah, yeah he he can't be in the this uh, it's not the nat- nationals but he can't be in this race he's supposed to be doing this stupid fucking clown routine whatever that's supposed to be um and he was late showing and he up was, that was he was thing. late yeah. and one one of his friends that works on the on the on the airfield there who um didn't want Cliff to lose his job he decides to get get in the plane and do it now this guy is uh, you know an older guy they had played him up to be a, a vet of World War One, and he flew but his nerves are shot and he you know he's old he's a drunk they also are, yeah he also doesn't know if this plane is um you a know a piece of shit <laughs> yeah Another, PV a different piece of shit. Yeah, PV didn't give him that, uh, give him that warning this time around. Yeah, and you know, also in in the meantime that we we missed, PV had stayed up all night one night and made, you know, the signature Rocketeer helmet. That's right. And because um, he didn't want to do it at first, he was like, because because Cliff was telling him, you know, we can draw money with this thing, and. PV's like, no, we need to give it back. And he's like, well, we can give it back as soon as we get done with that. And PV does it, you know what the hell with it. Let's do it. And so that's when he made the helmet. Yeah. So, so this old guy is in this plane and he starts to act up because it's, it's broken. And so Cliff, you know, sees him about to crash. So he says, I got to do something. I got to go save him. So he goes running into, into the hangar puts on the suit or put not the suit the uh the rocket and grabs the stupid helmet yeah and pv's and, like what the hell are you doing are you crazy yeah and, and pv says well um, the helmet is a rudder and you turn your head and that'll turn you as you fly uh, one that doesn't work <laughs> just physics wise no but um anyway so he puts it on and he takes off and he's you know he's having issues trying to control the thing. Um, he ends up flying straight into the plane, head first. He he Which goes should have broken the his neck. Movie over. Yeah, he goes through the floor. This old guy is scared shitless, and he's so scared he yanks the flight stick out, like completely out of the plane. And hits himself in the head with it, knocks himself out. So, so then you've got the Rocketeer trying to first get his head unstuck, and then he's try, trying to fly to get in this because planes back then had two seats, one in the front, one in the back. Right. And he's trying to get in that second seat so he can sort of steer and get and land the thing. This, but the second seat, the uh, the the steering controls weren't working there either. And they're almost about to hit this mountain. So 
he grabs this old guy and he uses the rocket. He flies and drops him in this big. I, I guess back then, since plane crashes were common, they always had a big air sack for people to jump out of the plane onto. <laughs> so he just drops him in this, you know, sack in in this. Not a sack. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a a, a trampoline or a. It's, you know, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the moon bounce thing. It's like a big ass, like air cushion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big cushion. So he drops the dude in, in the cushion and then keeps, you know, flying off. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is that? What is that?" And um, af- after it's all said and done, the guy that owns the airfield said, "You know, that, that's our our new." This has been all part of the show. That's our new doing. Yeah, yeah, because everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Like, because because first, Malcolm, Malcolm, that was his name, the uh, the old guy. Yeah, he's um, he's going out of control, and you know they they think it's Cliff up there. First of all, and like the guy's like, "Oh, you know this is uh, this is all part of the show." Bigelow, Bigelow's like, "Yeah, this is all part of the show." Uh, everybody, stay calm, and then. Rocketeer comes out and they're like, oh my god, like even more, you know, scared and amazed and a bunch of things at once. And he just keeps saying it's all part of the show like the whole time and, you know. Yeah, because now he's just seeing dollar signs. Exactly. So, um, you know, they, he, he creates the name the Rocketeer and everything and, and he, he said, um, PV, okay, you could do two shows a week with this thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's where the Rocketeer comes from, uh, or you know, that's the Rocketeer's first appearance, right? How he didn't die just from the fact that he's not wearing he he smashed his, his head his into a uniform, plane. His uniform consists of the helmet and the rocket. Everything else is his normal motorcycle riding gear. <laughs> has like bomber jacket and some khakis. Yeah. It's a bomber jacket and some cotton khaki. <laughs> How those cotton khaki and it, it was you know those old thirties, I guess riding kind that are really billowy like hammer pants kind of. Mm-hmm. At least in in the lower leg portion, you're not not gonna tell me as you're flying what forty fifty miles an hour in a rocket that that as that. That extra material slapping back and forth is not going to catch on fire. <laughs> Apparently not, because it never happens. And Cliff wears the same thing every day, so it it just doesn't happen. And Halley couldn't figure who he was. <laughs> yeah, because that's the shirt. That's the jacket he wore around town. It's not like it was a a, a, a a superhero suit. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But um, in fact, well, well, we'll, we'll get we'll come we'll back we'll come back around to that. But yeah. Um, cause something just kind of hilarious happens, uh, when we get back to the supper club. But, um, another thing is, I will say, and I mean, you could, I, granted, they, these special effects are old, you can tell, you know, in, you know, you can, you can see the, the green or blue screen effects just a little bit, but for the most part, this stuff doesn't look half bad. I mean, yeah, it's not bad at all. This is, I mean, you know, because because we're still in that era where that kind of stuff really looks fake in movies and TV and stuff like that. And they did a really good job of hiding it. 
Yeah, well, it, it was ILM, so, you know, they've always been ah. sort of on the cutting edge. Well, there you go. If you will. But, um, yeah, so, you know, as, as they're, they're coining the Rocketeer stuff, the mobsters are there. The mobsters tell, tell, uh, what's his face? I forget his name. Um, the actor. Uh, Neville Sinclair. Yeah, tell Neville. So Neville sends Lotar, Lofar to the airfield. And Lothar kills the owner. You know, try, trying to get information on who the Rocketeer is. Um, when when uh, Clifford and Peavy get back to the airfield after... Because they... Because he can't really control the rocket yet very well, so he mm-hmm. ended up in bumfuck nowhere. <sighs> and PV had to go pick him up, and then they had to, you know, escape the the paparazzi and stuff. Right, because they followed him and said he's going west, and so everybody started driving west trying to find him. Yeah, so by, by the time they got back to the airfield, it was dark, and they go into the office, and they see the guy's dead. And then they're like oh shit you know we better get home so they they go home and when they open the door they see that the room's been tossed no strike that um PV is there by himself and Lothar just shows up and is about to kill PV when when Cliff shows up and then there's a big fight inside the house right and you know as they're fighting the FBI somehow has found out you know who who has the rocket so they show up at the house it's about four cars with about four guys in each car and the FBI says okay you know come out with your hands up Nobody comes out. Um, Lothar pulls out two pistols and starts shooting. <laughs> he just starts, starts firing out the off. Windows. So then all these, which FBI was perfect, guys, actually. You know, yeah. he, you know, because because they don't know he's in there, so they automatically think it's PV and them shooting at them. Yeah, yeah, and this mother motherfucker is seven feet tall. And so they all whip out the Tommy guns and start shooting the shit out of this house. <laughs> and when I say they're shooting the shit out of the house, there are, are wooden columns in the front, you know, on the front porch that, that are holding the port, you know, support beams. They're shooting the shit out of these. Those columns are breaking are taking in half. <laughs> they are splintering and, and just falling apart. Windows are getting shattered. How they did not, they, they shot Lothar's hat off. Missed him completely. Missed everybody. And he's not ducking. He's just standing there. And just sort of walking around real slow. You know? Yeah. Missed him every fucking time. In the meantime, PV and Cliff are laying on the floor for dear life. And everything's... I mean, there's giant holes in the wall. Everything's getting shot to shit. So, instead of staying there and saying, Oh my god, you know, this giant guy was in here you just missed him he went that way they sneak out as well they they grab the rocket sneak out as well 
and they go to the um, the diner to hold up there, which again makes no real sense. <laughs> yeah, it... you know. So when, when they, they get to the diner, they're like, um, "Peeves says you have to, you have to, you know, get rid of this rocket now." Oh, another thing about that. In all the ensuing gunfire, the rocket gets hit. Yeah. And so it's just, and PV's like, I can't fix this. Well, I know what. And he takes a stick of gum, just puts it right over the top of the, <laughs> top of the hole. Now, first of all, shame on you, PV. You know, you're a, you're, you're a, some, some, some sort of, I mean, you, you made schematics of the rocket. You built this, you made this helmet. Which is physically impossible, but in this un- movie universe, it works. He's a smart guy. He can't. He can't come up with a better fix for a hole than gum. Well, it's it's because because um, he stuck happened? that gum on there because that was like what they did for good luck. You know, they stuck that on the plane, yeah. whatever. So he put it on the back of the rocket. Yeah. So he well, no, they get a hole in it. Was, it. And so he takes the gum and he says, he slides the gum over and puts it over the hole. Well, they they don't know it has a hole yet because um, they just they they were hiding out, and Cliff goes to talk to his girlfriend, and that's when when uh, he finds out that she's on a date with this dude, and then somehow. He found out that uh, Neville was a bad guy and hired the mobsters. I fr- I know we're skipping parts, but uh, I mean this movie. Yeah, like you said in the beginning, it's mediocre. Yeah, but okay. So 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 one way or another, they find out that um, um, he's the rocketeer. So, oh, I know what it was. It's yeah, because he 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 went to spy on them. Um, almost gets caught, but then the mobsters, the because the mobsters show up and say, "Hey, you know the FBI is looking for, for us now. Um, we we think we got the guy cornered at this diner." Uh, and Lothar walks in. And he's like. We need you to quit sending Lothar to, and, and and killing our mobsters, and and he said, you know, the mobster guy's like, you hired us to do this, let us do it. Don't you know, quit sending this big dude. And Neville Sinclair's like, I will send whoever I want, and blah blah blah, and they almost start getting in a fight. But then Cliff puts on the Rocketeer getup in this club. Well, and he starts, you know, fight. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing because we we see this too back at the diner. This is why he goes and gets the gets the. Uh, this is why he goes and puts the rocket back on because they were hiding in the diner. The mobsters tracked him back there. Say, hey, you guys know Secord, this Cliff Secord guy, and they're all playing dumb, like they don't know who he is. And then they start torturing PV, make trying to make him talk, and then. They see up on the wall. I see his pictures on the wall. Say, "Hey, this is the guy right here." And that's then right. That's right. He's like, 
And so they got him, and they got him at gunpoint, whatever. And he's like, "Hey, this is a this, this, this is a this is a fine piece of ass you got here. Hey, that's Lady Luck, and everybody knows who that is because it's a small town, and you know she's uh. And so so they try to figure out who that is. So they, so, they, so so they call because her number is actually up there on the wall. They call and her friend answers and says she's on a date at such and such place with Neville Sinclair. So that's how they track her where she's at. That's so right. that's why he says, I got to put the rocket back on. I, Jenny's in trouble now. I got to go get her. So <laughs> that's where he ends up at the club. That's right. That's before. This is where the hole happens. But before that, he goes in there dressed as a waiter. But <laughs> but he doesn't really. He just puts the little uh, the smock on. Over the bomber jacket? Yeah, it's over the bomber jacket. <laughs> you see the jacket hanging out of the bottom of it and everything. And he just walks over, he just walks right in and he goes over to the table. He like drops a note in the soup and tries to get Jenny to leave. She doesn't see it. So then he actually spills soup on her on, you know, on purpose to, to give her a reason to get up. And that's when they go, that's, that's when he goes and tells her, you know, I'm the rocketeer and she doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Cause, yeah, cause she, she hasn't been reading the paper. Right. But then Neville, I guess, saw him drop the note, so then he looks at the note. Well, the note floats back up to the surface in the, uh, in, you know, in the soup. He takes a that's look, right. sees that, and then that's where he finds her. That's right. So then, you know, he, so Cliff sneaks out, puts on the suit, and they start fighting in this, in this club. But this club has like a, like the women's bathroom has like a, dirty laundry chute like I don't know what clubs in the 30s were like but there's this like w- women's powder room where I guess women change their clothes I have no idea I don't get it but he, he shoots up through the laundry chute and gets on the second floor he comes out he's running he's, he's darting all around somehow he has figured out how, with this rocket, how to just hover in place, like like you see, it it's just like those the, those uh, jetpacks they have for lakes, where you're you're not you know you're not parallel and laying down and flying, you're just sort of sitting up and your legs are up and you're you're just sort of gliding along. Right. So, somehow he, he has learned how to do, put just enough thrust so he can be upright and just sort of glide along <laughs> which honestly you can almost see the strings that are holding him <laughs> and guiding him around this place mm-hmm. and they're trying to shoot him trying to shoot him they don't they can't shoot him um, he gets cornered in the center of the the dance floor and he looks up and he sees the giant skylight he shoots straight up and goes flying into the sky, smashes the skylight. Uh, uh, what's your name? The woman, Lady Jenny. Luck. Yeah, Jenny. She she tries to escape, but Neville Sinclair catches her and takes her to his his hideout. Yeah, he chloroforms her, and she wakes up in the bed. And I'm just like, why? He got some of that Ming, Ming the Merciless juice trying oh, to get her man. off. <laughs> get her already. Oh yeah, he brought the stuff back from the uh, from the Pleasure Planet on Mongo. 
Yeah. From the pleasure room. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's like, oh, I didn't want to chloroform you, but the Bob guys were going to kill, kill me if I didn't help them kidnap you. Yeah, she's like, what the hell, you kidnapped me, now you want me? And so, this is where things start to get <laughs> where I started just, like, dying. I'm, like, laughing my ass off because, um, you know, again, he's only, he's using her to get the cliff to get the rocket back. He really doesn't give a damn, you know, which yeah. is why nothing actually ever happens to her. You know, praise Mm-mm. you know, praise the Lord. You know, after all that, you would think, you know, but no, there was mm-hmm. no funny business. Uh, um, and she's like, and so he starts like trying to trying to slick talk her. You know, he uh, he drives Peter a couple lines, and she quotes it exactly. She's like, "Oh yeah, that was the that that was that movie you did with such and such. That was the scene when this happened. This such and such. He's like, yeah, 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 it was." So then he talks, so he, he steers oh, the conversation yeah, back. He, <laughs> she says this one, he, he says this one, you know, uh, ever since I looked in your eyes and blah, blah, blah. And then she says, oh, you said that to Greta Garbo in this yeah. movie. And he's and, like, yes, but I really mean it with you. And then he goes and he says something else. He's like, yeah, and you said that in this such a way. See, she's a film geek. And he, he he's like, God damn it. So like he just, he's like, hey, just go in this room. Try his dress on. And starts kissing on her neck or something like that. Just, you know, just, it's not working. He's just, like, trying to slend. She calls him back, and she's like, hey, uh, can you come in here and help me? And she's like, like, she's about to get out of dress. And she, like, knocks, just brains him with a vase. Yeah. And then, you know, she walks, she's try, trying to find a way out. She walks into this room and starts looking at stuff. She finds... She finds uh, some schematics that Lothar had found at Peavy's house of the rocket. She steals those. Then all of a sudden she hears, like, the radio come on and she just hears talking in German. And, And she starts looking around the shelf and she picks up this little notebook and it's got... The Iron but, Eagle, but and no, a no, 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 no. That's not what happened. I mean, that's this what happens. That is what happened. No, 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 no. I mean, this what happens. But you left out a crucial thing. She's walking around trying to find a way out. She starts fumbling around on the bookshelf looking for a secret passway, like she knows that's what's back there. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I didn't true. get. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I reround that too, just to make sure there was nothing, you know, that I missed that would give her the idea that. Because this is Batman hadn't been invented yet in this world. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't That's know. what she starts doing. Then she finds this one book called The Conquest of Casanova. It opens up, and then, nope, that's the secret board. And then it opens up the door. And I'm like, why would she have known that? I don't know. This the Yeah, and so that's when the radio... Yeah, but she finds this little notebook. And, you know, it's got the swastika and that, that Iron Eagle on there that that Hitler had and come to find out that this whole time Neville Sinclair has been a a Nazi spy yeah and I'll tell you something else um again when I watched this in theaters I was 9 going on 10 I didn't have any I didn't have any prior knowledge of like you know Nazi Germany or like symbolism or anything like that Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I re- and so when they're talking about that in the movie and saying like what he is, I'm like I don't, what is that? I'm like okay, you yeah. know. And so 
it, I mean, and then, so, so what it really wasn't until that following school year, you know, again, fifth grade, we read, uh, we read the book, uh, we read Number of the Stars, which is the book about the, uh, it's like, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a girl whose best friend is Jewish. I think they're in Poland and they help them try to escape, you know, while, uh, you know, while the Nazis are taking over. Mm-hmm. And, I remember the teacher was explaining all that stuff and then like was told us like what that looked like. I'm like, Oh, that's what that was in Rocketeer. And then it all made sense. And then that's, again, that's the last time I ever thought about Rocketeer for the rest of it, it, until we did this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in the meantime, uh, Cliff has gotten arrested by the FBI. The FBI brings him to Howard Hughes's office and Howard Hughes is like, Oh, so you, you made my rocket work and, um, you know that, that that's that's wonderful, blah blah blah. And Cliff says, "I need the rocket, you know, one more time. I've got to use it to to uh, to go find my girlfriend because they are are holding her cat captive at the observatory." So, you know, first Artus is like, "No, I can't let you have it because it's basically says it's mine." And you can't have it. And he's like, no, I have to use it one more time. And he's like, if you give it to the Germans, then then Hitler will have a weapon and we can't have that. And he's like, I don't care. It's my girlfriend. <gasps> so then he jumps he jumps onto this model plane, this giant model plane that's sitting there and he uh he glides out the door. Yeah. And you know something else? Even before that, and this is such a minor detail, but it's still, it's, it's still hung, it's still really hung up on me. It's like when he's explaining to him about, you know, the Germans, uh, wanting to take it or whatever, or, or, or how he got that, he, he got the, like the engineering came from there when they hadn't been able, he hadn't been able to perfect it yet, but they finally did. Um, and now the Germans are coming back, you know, to try to take it. And mm-hmm. he said, Look, can I show you this? Uh, a man lost his life getting this out of Germany. And so he showed him this video, this little film reel. Oh, this is like this 20 second long, like propaganda, uh, video of like, what would, it, you know, about the, uh, the Germans plan to use rockets to, uh, you know, in World War II. And I was like, so a man lost his life taking that out of Germany? That? Yeah. For that? Yeah, it didn't make sense. And so, yeah, but then that's when we get the whole thing about, you know, I, I need the rocket one more time. You know, PV's like, no, we said we give it back to him. Give it back. That's him. Give it back to him. He's like, I can't do it. And then he hops on that plane. <laughs> he hops on that plane. I mean, people, you have, you have to see. You have to see this 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 scene. Like, he glides out of there on a model plane. It's just, it's, it's so yeah, and it's it's obvious that plane is on a track it, because it never the the uh, the plane never descends. It stays on that same track going across. Yeah, even when he jumps even off a of two hundred pound man and a, and a rocket. Yeah, even when he jumps off of it, you don't see any kind of effect of where you, you know. Normally, if if some weight would drop off, you would see the plane shift a little bit and maybe maybe go up a little bit before it started to descend again. Just kept going a straight line. 
yeah. he let go and he kept going a straight line. <laughs> so it was obviously on a track, you know, but um, he <laughs> he you know escapes and he's he's uh, he puts it on and he flies out to the observatory. The mobsters are there and Lothar's there. He comes, the Rockshire comes and lands and he's like, he's like, okay, I'll give you the, the, uh, thing, the rocket. And Jenny instead is trying to convince the mobsters that, um, that Nellis Sinclair is a Nazi. <laughs> She's like, she's like, well, why, why does an actor want, want the rocket? Da, 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 da. And and he's got a notebook full full of Nazi propaganda and all this other stuff. And then and Neville Sinclair more or less says, Yes, I'm a Nazi, big deal. So then the mobsters all pull out their guns and point them at Neville and Lothar. And Neville's like, What are you doing? He's like, I may be a gangster, but I'm an American <laughs> And he's like, What the fuck? So then, so then Neville's like, oh, well, you know, it's a good thing this happened. And then he snaps his fingers or something. And all of a sudden, all of these ger- Germans come out of nowhere. You know, they're jumped up and out of bushes and and over fences and stuff. You know what else comes out of nowhere? A goddamn Zeppelin. Yeah, well, they had mentioned the Zeppelin in, like, one of when when Cliff and Jenny went to the movies. There was, you know, the news serial at the beginning, and they mentioned how the Zeppelin was was touring the U.S., which I don't know if really happened or not. But uh, they they had mentioned that the Zeppelin was on its way to to L.A. Okay. before before going back to Germany. Okay, and it just so happens it, it lined up like right now. Because I was gonna say, man. I thought this thing rolls up out of the ground like the Blackbird in X Men. I'm like, where the hell are you hiding a Zeppelin? <laughs> so, so, so then they're the mobsters are outnumbered, and then all of a sudden these these floodlights come on, and the FBI is there, and everybody's got Tommy guns. This is like the end of Meteor Man, when like the Bloods and the Crips and the and the Lords and the Police, they're all there, and everybody just down yeah. for whatever. Yeah, everybody's got Tommy guns, and they <laughs> just haul off. <laughs> everybody's shooting everybody. Neville and Lothar grab grab the girl, and and, and, I'm, and, and I'm and I'm glad somebody said it because I would have to say it for them. Someone was like, "Hey, watch the Zeppelin. <laughs> one one straight blood, you're gonna blow us all to hell." Yeah, so, <laughs> and so. And so they do, I mean, they, well, they say they are anyway like that. They're still just shooting all willy-nilly, but no one hits the Zeppelin. Yeah, and and uh, the rock- Rocketeer, he escaped because I, I forget why he took off, but he took off. And so he shot off in the rocket, but he was on the ground, and he kind of shot along the ground for a while. He got back up, and he went and found his helmet. And by the time he got back to the observatory, Neville and Lothar were already on the Zeppelin, and the Zeppelin was pulling away. Yeah. So, so 
you know, the Germans that are still on the Zeppelin are yelling at him like, you know, who, who is this girl? Where's the rocket? Hitler wants the rocket. And Neville says, uh, we don't have, we, we can leave because we have the girl. The, the rocketeer is going to come to get his girlfriend. And sure enough, he comes. Yep. Um, he sends Lothar, he, he lands on top of the, the limp. Mm-hmm. He sends Lothar to climb up and fight him. Can't use guns, of course, because it's a blimp. I also liked how, um, you know, they're 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 gone in the zeppelin, and then when he takes off, by the way, Cliff, he goes from the ground. He goes up, and he goes up top of a building. He blasts off right in front of the American flag, and then they follow him. They follow him. He flies right across the uh, right across the, the Nazi symbol, like the land on the zeppelin. Of course, yeah. Gotta get that pro America in there. Yep. Um, so then Neville and Lothar are fighting on top of this thing somehow he gets Lothar down and Lothar goes swinging into like the <laughs> it, it's funny because it's one German commander is like we've got the best Zeppelin pilot in all of Germany here and, and don't worry because <laughs> he's going to get us all the way and I think his name was Schultz or something I don't know So, <laughs> so then all of a sudden you see Lothar swinging because Lothar's wearing like this belt harness thing to keep yeah. him from falling, but he got knocked unconscious by the rocketeer. So then his just limp body comes comes off the top of the blimp, goes falling down the the leverage from the the um, harness, swings him into the cockpit, <laughs> and he smashes the glass. The, I mean, a rock could break this glass, which I don't think is good for a plane that's flying across the ocean. Yeah, but it was 1930s. I mean, they didn't have. I don't think they had bulletproof glass or reinforced windshields yet. I guess, but he comes smashing through his glass <laughs> and hits the pilot. The pilot, the pilot, <laughs> the pilot, pilot sort of steps back, and goes whoa, 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 and then he goes through the glass on the other side. Because it was great. <laughs> The, the commander's like, what, what just happened? <laughs> like, there goes your best pilot in Germany. Yeah. So, so, then the rocketeer flies in, and he gives the rocket to Sinclair. And as he's he, he's giving it to Sinclair, he rips that gum off the hole, which how it is stuck that long, I don't know. Well, and that was something I was going to say earlier that I'm glad that they addressed that the housing doesn't get hot because I'm like that gum should have melted a long time ago. Yeah, or even that. I mean, but gum, especially gum back then, couldn't have been that sticky. Especially if the if gas or alcohol was already pouring out of that hole, it would have been viscous enough where I don't think gum held. Eh, well, it's Beeman's man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but he gives Neville. They they actually help Neville put the rocket on, and Neville goes flying away. But there's there's you know stuff leaking out. He turns into a giant fireball and blows up. That fire backfires and hits the Zeppelin. The Zeppelin's on fire. Um, I was like how they did the old uh uh 
Oh, what's the damn movie? That's not the first one to do it. Like, the one that keeps coming to mind is like the Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. But there's other movies. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a better example for people. But you know where they take like something that happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like for instance, like okay, like you know, like uh, like when you see like in, in a movie where something happens, like and it causes a guy to uh, you know, it, it causes like a sculptor to uh, um to uh make a mistake and the arms fall off of venus to miler or something like that mm. like it's the same thing happens like when neville goes flying and careening into the ground he smashes into the old hollywood land sign to make it just say hollywood yeah yeah so they get to the top of this bill uh, of the the zeppelin and lothar wakes up and is climbed on top as well the blimp is is starting to explode which they all should have just already long since been dead. The whole thing should have just exploded. You know, yeah, but I mean, but if not instead, from it's huh? If not from the smoke inhalation and the gas, whatever, they should have all been just dead once that thing started yeah. going up in flames. As, as soon as there was a spark, the whole thing should have exploded. But instead, it's blowing up in stages, working from the back to the front. <laughs> <laughs> so they start running on top of this blimp, and they're gonna they're gonna jump but then Howard Hughes and PV come in this plane and they they, they it's like the little it ladder it's like the jet copter thing from uh that gyro had on uh <laughs> on DuckTales yeah and he it's got like a know, funky little propeller on it and it's like it's something that doesn't exist but they've got it and they they get on this plane or this thing and they, they fly off to safety and Lothar's just standing there with this stupid look on his face like what oh and then he blows up and then you know cut to the next day and they're they're all having having breakfast at the the dog diner um they say hey you know they, they all go outside because they hear a noise it's Howard Hughes landing this plane on a residential road in front of this diner and he lands it and he gets out he's like well you know I'm I'm sorry I couldn't save the rocket but you know it uh, I'm glad it's not in German hands uh, you know you have, have fun with this plane and he drives away well he says you, you yeah you have fun with this plane uh oh and uh don't fly without this and he throws him a pack of <laughs> a pack of that Beeman's gum and yeah. he's like, he walks away, and then Cliff is like, I didn't get a chance to thank him. And like, you had all the time to thank him. He just sat there when he brought the plane over and gave him the keys and the gum. He sat there the whole time going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like you could have said thank you at any, any moment. He yeah. gave Grandpa time, and he's like, okay, he's just going to stand there like an idiot. So I'm just going to leave. Yeah, what so then he... I don't know. Just, 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 just some weird throwaway lines in this movie. Yeah, so he leaves, and then, you know, it's coming to an end, and then Jenny hands the schematics that she found over to PV, and PV's like, oh, you know, he, he's looking at it like, oh, you know, I guess I could, I could rebuild this rocket. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically setting up for a, a Rocketeer 2. Which never happened. Yeah, and my whole thing, that was my whole thing, you know, when this earth, there was supposed to be 
sequels to this because one the rocket was destroyed two the whole time all they were ever wanting to do was give the rocket back you know what what they wrote themselves into a corner with that what more would he have done i have no idea that's what i'm saying you know so nah never mind that um another thing is man that that beeman's gum i don't uh, uh, old people you know you won't know who we're talking about but jay you remember doc he he had just a a, a big jar full of like nothing but beeman's and clove and blackjack licorice gum mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell was that shit it's disgusting <laughs> yeah i get that but like uh i mean what, what did he have it for? Had it been? Had it been in that jar since the 1930s? I mean, no, they still it? make it. They still make it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. At, at least they did back then. So, I don't even know what it is. It's just it, it's, it's licorice gross. gum. It, it's just like a, a black licorice, but it's gum and it tastes disgusting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, yep. So, uh, yeah. He is product placement for Beeman's. Yeah, like product placement for stuff you can't buy anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Rocketeer. Yeah, that and was the Rocketeer. it is perfectly average. It, you, exactly, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's not... It was not, a slog to get through, though. It, it was... But the thing is, it's just, I mean, I can't say it's bad, but the thing is, it's just not any good either. Other than, like, you know, like I said, the special effects were good for the time, and they still look fairly decent today. The the script, and like I said, you know, Jenny and Cliff's chemistry, non-existent. I didn't believe for a second there were a couple. Even that, that, that long kiss at the end, this seemed real forced. Mm-hmm. You know? It seemed like the camera just said, just keep kissing and don't say anything until we say cut. You know, um, I didn't buy Timothy Dalton as a Nazi. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't, I, you know, Lothar made no sense. He was like a cartoon character among regular people. Yeah. I, I just, you know, this, there's so many things that didn't add up about this and I totally see why it didn't work. And I totally see, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. We saw this in the theaters, and I remember, I don't remember, no, I wasn't, like, hyped up about it. Like, oh, man, I just saw the Rocketeer. Woo! You know what I'm saying? I remember I saw it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I saw the Rocketeer. And, I mean, I really can't remember what I thought of it as, uh, that you know, back then. I really can't remember. I don't remember even talking to too many people about it other than saying like have you seen it yeah I don't remember saying having any conversations about it you know what I'm saying I don't I don't remember I, I don't remember any I don't have any memories or like recollections of just like having any kind of nostalgic talk or like any recap about it I think we saw it and we were just done with it yeah it, I, I mean I wanted to play the video game but I never could because it was always checked out but yeah, I mean visually, the costume was on point. I mean it it looked ju- just like the the uh, comic. Yeah, 
It's just everything else around it just did not work. I would like to actually see the see, see a couple issues of the comic just to kind of see, you know, the vision because this clearly wasn't it. Well, in the comic, he had a gun. Go, oh. you know, and he didn't have any guns in this. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I guess there weren't any guns. Everybody else had the guns. He didn't. He didn't have anything. He did. That as a thing about. You know, he had, well, he, he had a gun he for did, one scene he, and didn't get to fire a shot off. He really did not, as the Rocketeer, he did nothing. No. All he did was... He, he saved he, that one guy, and then he he really only used the rocket for transportation. And then there, there was the one scene in the in the supper club... Yeah, but all he, he did was, he was like, trying fly to around escape. and make a mess. Yeah, he was trying to escape, but he never actually did anything... Any kind of heroics in the rocket, and he's really not a superhero. Like I said, he all he wanted to do was all he wanted to do was make the money, give it back, or okay, I got to get Jenny, I'll give it back, and that's 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 where I'm going. That that's that that goes back to what I was saying about the sequels. It's like, what was he gonna do? I mean, it seems like it was pretty much done. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I mean, what's he gonna do? Go? I mean, there's no crime. He's this tiny like. There was there was nothing going on. I mean, the mobsters all decide they're all pro-American now, so they're all quiet. And even if he did, he would need a rocket to fight to, to, to fight him. Hmm. And why would he fight him anyway? They know who he is. They know where he lives. Yeah, I don't know what they were planning to do. But... Yeah. So at the same time they were trying to set up the sequels, but but they wrote themselves into such a corner with the screenplay. It's like there, there, there were no sequels for good reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the box office told because you know, it didn't make any money. And I didn't know that. I thought I thought that was I thought this was a blockbuster. You so know, did judging, I. judging from all of the uh, the promotion and you know at the time, but yeah, and I, even I didn't now. Know it was a bomb. Even now, with all the nostalgic hype, yeah, you know. But I think it's the same as. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the movie. I would probably watch it again if it was on TV and there's nothing else on. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not actively seeking this movie out. Yeah, no. Out, out of all the movies that we've done, I will say that this this one's probably the most watchable. You know. Also, I, uh, well, nah, I say the Phantom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Phantom I think I would go with over this. Yeah, but another thing is, man, cause I'm, I'm just thinking about all the years. I don't, you just mentioned TV. I don't remember even seeing it on TV ever again. Me neither. Like, I don't remember, like, seriously, when this thing was out of the theaters, it was done. Like, I never saw it on TV, not on cable, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I rented it when I saw it the first time. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it really being Man. airing on TV or anything. I mean, never. And so there was. I mean, and as it, so in, that kind of makes you wonder where the nostalgia is coming from because there's been nothing about it. I'm not sure. Now that I think about it, you know. Hmm. And now they want to do a sequel. Now, like, no, nah, you can't do a sequel. You're gonna have to rethink this whole. You got to reboot it. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, but that ain't gonna happen. No, and I think it would be actually because it would come out worse if they did. But I'm just saying that they they can't 
they can't make a sequel to this. It, it's no, it, it, like I said, they they wrote themselves into a corner. No, because well, and plus Disney still has the rights to it, and Disney's got too much on their plate between their regular Disney stuff plus Marvel and Star Wars, and plus not doing Tron. So, well, I don't know. I heard that maybe back on the slate. Hey, well, let's hope. I read that this week. Oh, just this week, huh? Yeah. Oh, that, well, there you go. It's, it's not dead. So, there, there's hope for Tron 3. Yes, there's hope. I hope so. Yeah, that's a good movie. But, anyway, that was The Rocketeer. Yeah. Just, like I said, not bad, but not really any good. Yeah, it, it's it's really just middle of the road. Yeah. So uh, that concludes the block on the death cakes portion. Like we said, uh, we got one more for I Me the Fool. Uh, I've I, I've I've heard about it. I've heard tell of it. Never seen it though. Have you? Yeah, I saw it in theaters actually. Oh, you did. Oh God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. That ought to be interesting. So, folks, you need to uh, check the next I Mini the Fool for that. Yeah. And then check our next mini-sode where we'll be um, doing yeah. something a little different. Yeah, yeah, because just like uh, just like The Shadow, there was no Rocketeer tie-in after that. Yeah, and there's no real media that even sort of is close to it, like Darkwing Duck was to Shadow. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Got some else planned, and uh, we'll save that for next week. Yep. So, till next time, folks. Oh, I guess we should give our plugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you can find us at nojibajabafm.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at DeathCakesPod. I am at jru 78 You're at Ilrockski. Yes. Um, we're also on Facebook, No Jibba Jabba FM. Of course, like us on iTunes and give us a, a review if you want. Yep, Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher. And, uh, Instagram, where, are we at No Jibba Jabba? Yeah, we're at No Jibba Jabba FM on Instagram. Yep. Yeah, really got a lot of good stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I guess that's it. So Yep, that's gonna do it. So um yeah, come back again for I Meet the Fool. Listen to the other shows on the network like that and keep us with a funk. Um Yeah. Yeah. Alright, till next time folks. See, See ya. ya She packed my bags. Last night, pre flight. Zero hour. Nine AM. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no! 
I'm a rocket man. Rocket man, burning out his fuse out here, alone. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no! I'm a rock it man, rocket man, burning out his fuse out here alone. But listen up now, this is serious. When you're tempted to do something wrong, even if the reasons are good, think twice. 